A missed opportunity for the LA Kings as they let one slip away against one of the top teams in the NHL. We'll break down what happened and look at the positives and negatives of the Kings' final game before the All-Star break on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. The LA Kings played their sixth and final game of their road trip and their final game before the All-Star break in Raleigh, North Carolina on Tuesday. LA looking to not only close out the road trip on a high note, but also beat one of the top teams in the NHL. And if they could win the game in regulation or overtime be in first place atop the Pacific Division standings. There was one lineup change going into that game against the Hurricanes. Alex Turcott, uh, the young forward back on the fourth line at the center position. Rasmus Kupari moved from center over to left wing, and Samuel Fogimo was a scratch for the game. And as expected, Phoenix Copley was in net for Los Angeles. A quick recap of the game. If you missed it, the Kings had a decent start in this one, but Things started to change a little bit at the end of the opening period, and Carolina would uh, take over the play. Old King Nemesis Brett Burns, former Shark, would score to make it one nothing Carolina, and that's where we would stand after one period. Second period was one of the best periods of the season for the Los Angeles Kings. They were dominant and scored some of their prettiest goals of the year so far as well. First, it was Andre Kopitar on a nice feed to Adrian Kempe, who was crashing the side of the net. He put in a tap in to make it 1-1. Kevin Fiala had one of the best Kings games of the season on a pull and drag move with a defender laid out in front of him. He snapped it home to make it 2-1. Drew Doughty had a length of the ice pass ahead to Adrian Kempe, who beat out the icing and would score past Carolina goaltender Frederick Anderson, who kind of uh, gave up on the play, thought it was going to be an icing. That made it 3-1. And L.A. would close out the period with one of the most impressive passing plays they've had so far on the power play this season. Andre Kopitar wins the draw in the Carolina end. Back to Drew Doughty. He passes it to the side of the net to Jarrett Anderson Dolan, who passed it in the slot to Andre Kopitar, who put it in on the one-timer. Tic-tac-toe. Goal 4-1 Kings heading into the third period. In the third, the Kings would, not the Kings, the Kings would slowly get back into the game. And uh, LA didn't help them out. Uh, or to help themselves out because of some misplays. Carolina would make it a 4-2 game after Phoenix Copley allowed a fat rebound off a point shot. Blake Lazat didn't tie his man up who scored. And uh, again, that would make it 4-2. Third goal for Carolina was uh, kind of one of those tip-your-hat goals. Uh, point shot with a lot of traffic in front, and Jordan Stahl would skillfully redirect the puck in past Phoenix Copley. The equalizer for Carolina came on a power play. After an unforced error, Quentin Byfield lifting the puck out of the playing zone, uh, surface uh, in his own zone, a delay of game penalty. 
and Carolina would score on the ensuing power play, a, shot, a slap shot from the right faceoff dot. I wouldn't call it a soft goal, but I, I would say it was a stoppable shot for Phoenix Copley. Saw it all the way, no screen, but uh, but could not make the big save. The game would end up going into overtime, where Carolina had the puck for most of the three-on-three, thanks to some excellent work winning faceoffs. Drew Dowdy would end up taking a tripping penalty in the overtime, and the Carolina Hurricanes' top player, Sebastian Ajo, would end the game with a goal and a one-timer from the right faceoff dot on the power play, and the Kings lose 5-4 in overtime. Going to give you my thoughts on this uh, very interesting game for the LA Kings, and it might not be what you think. Uh, but first, I want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by FanDuel. The Super Bowl is here, and we're very excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new, FanDuel uh, makes it even better because they've got so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Uh, new customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a single game parlay, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So if you would have told me before the Kings game against the Carolina Hurricanes that the Kings were going to lose in overtime uh, to one of the top teams in the NHL on the road, five to four, and get a point out of it, I would have thought, okay, not bad. Um, and and I, I get, though, that the circumstances around the game uh, certainly leave us all as Kings fans super disappointed. Uh, you've got a three-goal lead going into the final period. Um, the Kings obviously looking to close out a road trip on a high note and go into the All-Star break on a high note. And, of course, where they win two points, they would have been atop the Pacific Division standings after the first half of the season. So I get it. Yes, it is a disappointing loss. Um, but I don't think it's quite as a disaster as uh, I've seen some uh talk about um i don't feel like the kings really completely melted down uh yes they did make some mistakes that helped out the hurricanes in their comeback yes the two penalties uh certainly didn't help because carolina scored on both of the power plays phoenix copley could have made a couple of saves uh, that we've seen him make this season uh but i mean just big picture honestly carolina is a excellent team and i would not be surprised one bit if when it's all said and done, they are skating around with that beautiful Stanley Cup uh, at the end of the season. Uh, now, I'm not giving the Kings a pass, um, but I do think that anytime you know, you're know you up three goals in the third, you, you do have to find a way to close that out. Uh, obviously, they didn't get the job done, um, and that is very disappointing. But I, I just, I'm just saying I don't agree with the opinion that this was the worst loss of the year for the Kings. Not at all. Um, the Kings played some very good hockey at points in this game. Uh, the second period was one of their best periods of the season. I totally understand the disappointment. I'm disappointed in the in the result as well because of the circumstances all surrounding the game. But in no way, in my mind, was this one of the worst losses of the year or even amongst one of the worst losses of the year. This was not 
uh, a Kings effort where they went out and didn't play up to expectations against a team that's not very good. We've seen that a few times this year. This was a Kings team that at times played some very, very good hockey uh, against one of the best teams in the NHL on the road. Um, so again, disappointing loss under the circumstances. Absolutely. But one of the worst losses of the year, I don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe you do. I, I get again, I get when you have a three goal lead going into the third that you're feeling good about yourself and you think you should close that out. And I don't disagree with that. They should have closed this out. They should have made a couple extra plays, you know, be a little bit smarter when it comes to taking care of the puck. Don't take those penalties. Phoenix Copley's got to make a couple extra saves. And there were some scoring chances the Kings had to add goals, and they didn't. Um, but again, I, I don't think that after this loss somehow that this was a disaster and they're going into the all-star break on this awful, awful note. I, I don't I don't see that. Uh, again, disappointed, absolutely. Disaster? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Um, now, there were some good things to take away. There's always... After every game, we always talk about the good and the bad, and we're going to start talking about the good. And I've said since day one that the Kings' top line has to play like a top line. It didn't last year. Um, the Deneau line, the second line, was the better line, not the Kopitar line. And, uh, you know, I said that top line's got to be better if the Kings are going to have a better season uh, and, and have a deeper run in the playoffs, advance out of the first round. Um, and this season so far, it's been a bit up and down now, granted at the beginning of the year, when I made that statement, I did think Kevin Fiala was going to be on the top line all year long. Now that has obviously not been the case and going forward, it looks like it probably won't be the case, which has worked out for the Kings. But, uh, of late, I think that, uh, the top line has been very, very good. Uh, obviously Andre Kopitar, Adrian Kempe and Quentin Byfield and, and granted it has mostly been, uh, Kopitar and Kempe that have really been killing it of late um, against the Hurricanes. Kopitar had a three-point night with a goal and two assists. Kempe had a pair of goals now, uh, continuing to lead the team in goals. Um, so far this month, which has obviously now come to a close with the final day of January, but Andre Kopitar in January, six goals, eight assists in 13 games. Adrian Kempe this month, eight goals and four assists in 13 games. So obviously that line has been red hot. And Kopi and Juice getting it done for the LA Kings. Hopefully, this uh, All Star break, uh, the layoff, doesn't cool them off at all. Because I think they need to continue to be uh, a major factor going forward into the uh, stretch run and hopefully into the playoffs for the LA Kings. So Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe getting it done against the Hurricanes and getting it done so far uh, in the in the year of 2023. And hopefully, again, that will continue. Kevin Fiala uh, continues to deliver, but uh, oh my gosh, uh, what a goal. If you didn't see it against Carolina, you have to go check it out. You can find it obviously all over the place. I retweeted it. If you follow me on Twitter, um, locked on uh, Kings. Um, but the skill uh, that he showed on that goal was ridiculous. Um, I know he had a goal earlier this year. When you talk about his best goals as an LA King, where he split two defenders that were trying to kind of squish him <laughs> and and he scored it through him and then ended up scoring a goal. And I can't remember who it was against. Maybe you do. Um, that certainly is a candidate for one of his top goals of the year, but this one is right up there. Uh, if it's not the top one, it's in certainly in the top three. Um, a beautiful pull and drag move with a defender laying on his belly, sliding in front of him, uh, trying to get his stick extended. Uh, Fiala using his skates to kind of shield the puck. And then what really made that 
uh, goal, a special goal, was the way he was able to get off the quick release, the speed of the shot and the location of the shot into the upper top right corner. That's an unstoppable shot. There is no goalie in the NHL that is going to stop that shot. And again, with the velocity he got it off on, with how quickly the release was, where the goalie can't react to it very quickly, and then the location of it, uh, again, unstoppable. And that is, uh, that is, it's exciting to see as a Kings fan to know that we have a player on our roster, not just now, but going into the future. This is a guy who's going into his prime. I think it's, it can be argued it's, he's not in his prime yet. Uh, to see that kind of skill, uh, something obviously you can't teach. That is just, you know, God-given ability mixed in with hard work and practice and, and you know, working on your shot over and over. Uh, but to do it, you know, when the bullets are flying um, in a key moment, yeah, it's, that's a special player right there. And that is some special skill. We saw in that goal from Kevin Fiala. Uh, checking in on some of the young guys in the game against the Hurricanes. I thought Quentin Byfield was hot and cold. Um, obviously the delay of game penalty is something a lot of people are going to focus on. And certainly, um, that was unfortunate. He did, um, have some other decent plays here and there, but, uh, I thought Jarrett Anderson Dolan, uh, continues to get more and more comfortable and confident, uh, as an NHL player, obviously, uh, getting top power play unit, uh, uh, uh power play unit time. Yeah. I talk for a living. Uh, he's, he's starting to, I think, justify, um, getting those minutes, um, replacing the injured Gabe Velarde, um, the pass he had to Kopitar, the quickness of it and the accuracy of it after getting the feed from Drew Doughty was fantastic. And he's also scored a few goals of late. So, um, I'm, I'm liking the progress I'm seeing from a guy like Jared Anderson Dolan, who frankly, I thought was just kind of a fill-in guy, you know, who was a guy that, you know, if there were some injuries and we had to call somebody up for a little while that he could do okay. But he's shown me a little bit more than just being an okay player. I'm not saying he's a star, but a guy who can contribute here and there. Um, and I thought Alex Turcott actually played pretty well. He's he's impressed me in his brief time uh, since he's been called up for the LA Kings. Uh, he had some very nice defensive plays that led to scoring chances. Um, he had a wraparound chance that shows he's got some skill. And uh, he thought he was really strong on his stick uh, a few times where defenders are trying to knock him off the puck and uh, he wasn't having it. So, um Again, small sample size so far for Turcotte, and I get high expectations because he was such a high draft pick. But considering all the things he's gone through uh, with the injuries and now that he's at the NHL level, um, I, I, I like what I've seen from him so far. I will just say that. Uh, so, of course, there are always a few not-so-good things, and, and certainly that was the case with the Kings not being able to close out that win against Carolina. Phoenix Copley wasn't awful, um, but I thought a couple of goals that he allowed were goals that we've seen him stop for most of the season. Um, the first goal was off a big rebound, which is very uncharacteristic for Phoenix Copley. He normally has excellent rebound control, but he certainly didn't on, on that goal. Uh, and then the power play goal that tied it, I, like I said, um, I wouldn't categorize it as a soft goal, uh, but it was a stoppable goal, I thought, for Phoenix Copley, who, again, he was moving a little bit, but he did see it, no screen. Uh, it wasn't like it was a laser shot, and uh, he unfortunately wasn't able to make the save on that one. Um, I thought the I thought the second line really had a tough game, but not because they played bad. Uh, I, I'm sure that sounds like a contradiction, but uh, the Dano line um, had so many good chances, but they just never finished. Alex Iafalo had a pair of really good scoring chances in the opening period. Victor Arbitson had a couple of chances in the second and third periods and couldn't close the deal. And Philip Deneau had a really good scoring chance in the third period, but they all 
came up empty despite some really quality chances and working hard and, and doing some good things to get them in, in positions to have those chances. But you got to finish. Um, one more goal could have obviously been a huge difference and uh, just unfortunate that that second line, which has been so steady and reliable um, for most of the year, uh, just could not get uh, that final push across the goal line uh, in the game against Carolina. I thought defenseman Alex Edler actually had a really strong game, uh, but I was very surprised to see him on the ice in the three-on-three overtime. He obviously is not the fastest guy in the world, and three-on-three means that 99% of the time you're going to have only one defenseman on the ice, and he was on the ice for the game-winning goal and didn't do a great job of overplaying on Sebastian Ajo, who is the Hurricanes' best player, one of the top-skilled guys in the NHL, and he ended up scoring the game winner with Edler not being able to get over in time to get in the sh- into the shooting lane and potentially block a shot. He was a little late on it. And again, I think you got to know who's on the ice. And when it's Sebastian Ajo standing on that over on that right faceoff dot, you have to anticipate a pass to him and get in position to block a shot. Uh, he was late on it, and and that uh, unfortunately led to the game winner. I, again, he had a really I thought he had a really strong game overall, but it was unfortunate that he was. Put in that position, quite frankly. I don't know why Tom McClellan had him out there on the ice. Again, in a three-on-three overtime, that doesn't seem to be suited to Alex Edler's game. Um, you, you Obviously, Drew Doughty was out there for a while. Um, I think Matt Roy might have been out there a little bit. I would I would much have preferred to see Sean Dersey or Mikey Anderson out there uh, in that situation. Not saying that they're definitely going to make that play, um, but definitely a little quicker uh, to be able to get over and block shots in, in that situation. So a little surprised to see that. Uh, Like I said, understand the disappointment. I'm disappointed as well, uh, but not the worst game of the year for the Kings to me. Um, Maybe you feel differently. I thought the Kings actually did a lot of good things in this game. Um, Still, obviously, hard to see them let it slip away with the lead going into the third. Happy they got a point out of it on the road against an excellent team. But again, it is hard not to feel like that should have been two points for the LA Kings going into the All-Star break. Uh, We're going to talk about the Kings, uh, as far as where they are now that we have hit the All-Star break, we're going to talk about how you can watch Kevin Fiala at the upcoming All-Star game and if the Carolina Hurricanes could actually help the Kings at the trade deadline. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings also brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat and don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. They are so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in unbelievable new flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar, but they're actually good for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about how you have to order them at Bilt.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. They are in the pharmacy section. In addition to the new flavors, I got the old reliables too, like cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. Built Bars protein bars that taste like candy bars. I did want to mention um, that about a month, we're about a month away uh, from the NHL trade deadline. Some of you I'm sure are counting down the days or anticipating what the Kings are going to do. Um, And and I'm I'm a bit skeptical when it comes to the Kings doing something to upgrade their situation in net. Um, But I will say that if you're looking for a team that has a wealth of, uh, solid players in net. Uh, look no further than the team that the Kings just played, the Carolina Hurricanes. They've got three really good goalies, and obviously they can't use them all. 
Um, one of them right now is in the AHL, but not because he's not playing well. Uh, so they've, they've got a couple of veterans and a rookie, uh, Frederick Anderson, who the Kings saw last night. Um, he is 11 and three on the season, 2.48 goals against average and a 903 save percentage. They've also got another veteran, Auntie Ranta, who you might remember from his days with the Coyotes. Uh, 12, two and three is his record, 2.48 goals against average and 897 save percentage. And then you got rookie Piotr Kachetkov. He's 10, four and five, uh, 2.33 goals against average and a 913 save percentage. So look, Carolina is a Stanley cup contender as is. Um, they're hurting because uh, one of their offseason acquisitions, Max Pacioretty, is done for the year. Uh, they thought he was going to be able to bolster their lineup down the stretch. That's not going to happen, so I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Carolina look to make a move and perhaps um, looking to deal one of their goalies that they have because uh, you, you really, you're not going to use three. Uh, you need two. It's nice to have that kind of depth in case there's an injury. But uh, just food for thought, if if there is a team out there that has a, a, an extra goalie that they, they they probably can't use going into the playoffs and is looking to add a piece, that extra piece that could be the difference in a Stanley Cup, uh, keep an eye on the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll see if they move one of those goalies uh, coming up at the trade deadline. So the LA Kings had a chance to go into the All-Star break in first place in the Pacific Division. Instead, they will have to settle for second place, uh, even though the Kings are tied with Seattle for the most points in the Pacific Division with 63, the Kraken have four games in hand, so they have a better uh, point percentage than the Kings. Uh, the Kings lead Vegas by one point for that second spot. Um, L.A. now uh, 53 points and uh, going into the All-Star break. Uh, the good news for L.A. is they're going to have some extended time off now. Remember, all those games they had played in the first half, they're going to get some extra time off, which is a good thing, and they'll have a more reasonable schedule of games down the stretch with about 30 games left to go. The bad news is that the Kraken, Golden Knights, Oilers, and Flames are all going to have some extra chances to rack up points and either extend the lead or to gain ground on the LA Kings. Uh, so we'll see how it all plays out by the by the time the Kings take the ice uh, in their next game, which is going to be the Dustin Brown night on the 11th, uh, February the 11th, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, we'll see exactly where... The Kings are on the standings, could be even a little bit closer. It's tight now, uh, but again, all those teams with some opportunities to either gain ground or extend their lead on the Kings, and we'll see how it works out. Um, the good news, the positive side for the Kings going into the second half is, again, they will not have as many games to play in as little time as they did over the first half of the season, so hopefully that'll help the Kings uh, going forward. Uh, finally, uh, while the Kings are off uh, for an extended period of time, uh, there is one Kings player who is still going to be taking the ice here in the next couple of days, and that is, of course, all-star representative Kevin Fiala. First time in his career, he'll be competing in an all-star game, so I'm sure he's very excited to get to Sunrise, Florida, and take part in both the game and the skills competition. The skills competition will be on Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I believe it's ESPN that is televising uh, the skills competition and the all-star game. I'm not sure what skills competitions uh, Kevin Fiala will be taking part in, but we'll have to uh, to check it out for that. We'll obviously uh, recap it coming up on our Monday show. Uh, but the all-star game itself is Saturday at noon Pacific time. And uh, Kevin Fiala will be taking part on the Pacific Division squad. As they, if you don't recall, they have each division has a team. They play two games. The winner of those of the, of the games meet for the championship of the the All Star Game. So they have that little kind of mini tournament there. Uh, so uh, good luck to Kevin Fiala 
at the NHL All-Star Game. Hey, don't forget, coming up on tomorrow's show, we are going to have friend of the show, former LA King and LA King radio analyst Daryl Evans stopping by to talk about the LA Kings first half of the season. Certainly looking forward to that. As always, if you would like to leave a comment uh, or and, and don't forget that on Friday, we do have a Feedback Friday show coming up. So if you want to get your thoughts in on uh, the LA Kings, anything that's going on with the Kings, trade deadline, uh, whatever's on your mind, uh, certainly welcome your emails. That's lockedoneddie at gmail.com is the email address, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. And as always, I'll be checking the comments on the uh, YouTube episodes. If you want to leave a comment down below, um, I will pick and choose some of the better ones to uh, read on the Feedback Friday show as well. We are on Twitter, at LockedOnLAKings. The Instagram page as well is Locked on LA Kings. Uh, thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen today. For your second listen, want to invite you to check out Locked on NHL Prospects, your daily prospect, uh, or I should say your daily podcast, covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. That is Locked on NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. Uh, Have yourself a great day, and as always, go Kings go.